But you will respect me. You know why? Cause I'm a boss. Hello, everyone, and we're back. I'm back on the mic. Long overdue, but you are listening to Bossy Girl Defined, and I'm your host, Imani Williams. And I feel like I just have so much to like catch you all up on, if we're really being honest. Um, of course, I have an internship with Sirius, X, Sirius XM under the Joe Madison show. And it has honestly been such an amazing experience. And it's something that has allowed me in some way to be, it's really been like an outlet for me. A lot of things are going on in this world right now, like a lot. And I have felt so many different emotions. I've been angry, I've been upset, I've been confused. I have been motivated. I have felt charged. I have this fire in my belly that is just brewing and sitting there. And the flame is so strong right now because I know that I want to be a person to be a part of this change. And I know that a lot of us are also feeling this way. And you're like, well, where do I start? And so I want to take this time to talk about where do you start? And I believe that it starts with education. Truly, it starts with education. And the reason why I say that is because you can't go into something when you don't know anything about what you're about to talk about or speak about or about what you wanna do. You have to prepare and plan. And to be able to prepare or part of preparation is educating yourself. So. That means going and taking time outside of class or taking the information that you learned inside your K through 12 education and setting it up and saying, where was I lied to? Where was the truth not fully told? Because for a long time, especially in our education system, our schools only told us part of the truth, you know, or they said it in some coded language of what history is or what it was. And I saw this documentary, The Truth About the Confederacy, which I encourage each and every one of you to look at. It's on YouTube. It's called The Truth About the Confederacy. It's under the ACLU. And it is amazing because There is so much history that is not taught in schools. And the history that is taught is this coded language. And from that one documentary, and I must say that it is about an hour and 40 minutes, but every single minute is worth it. Every second is worth it. And I truly do mean that. That. In that documentary, he said, if you don't take anything from this documentary, I need you to take from this, that the people who control the past control the present and the people who control the present control the past. 
And I thought about it and I was like, that is so true. So even though the South, the Confederacy, did not win the war, they won being able to tell history, what history looks like for them, what the African-American story looks like. For me, U.S. history is Black history. You know, they are hand in hand. They play a part. Um, Black history is a large part of U.S. history. And to see Black history usually subjugated and deemed less than or, you know, just this one month when it is everything. You know, it is part of everything. Some way, somehow, a Black person was there, you know? And so, with that being said, they were allowed to, in some way, like, write our history books. And in writing our history books, they they were the ones that made it look like they're, that the Confederate soldiers knew what the Confederates stood for were people who were honorable. And that's the reason why they should have statues and they gave their lives and things of that nature. And another question that I pose and I've been thinking about is that if we have these Confederate monuments and memorials put up for people who fought for their country, who fought for their beliefs. Why do we not also have a monument for Union soldiers? Where is the monument for slaves that fought for this country? Where is their recognition? And so even though you say, oh, this is for everyone, this is for all, all is not represented. Only one group is represented, that is white Confederate soldiers. They are the ones that are put up, the ones who are glorified, the ones who are strong and honorable. And then I ask you, if we are honoring them, are we also honoring their beliefs? Their beliefs in state rights, but what state right are they fighting for? The right to own people, the right to own slaves, the right to beat and rape and torture. Those are not the values of the America I know, the America that I want us to become. It does not hold the values of Americans that I know today. To dehumanize someone is wrong. We all know that. So why should we honor someone who decided that they wanted to dehumanize another? History and educating yourself is so important. So when you are planning you can know where you want to go. Know what steps were taken before and build on them.
which is so important. And so I encourage all of you to educate yourself. And after you educate yourself, I want you to choose one thing to work on. There are so many things to choose from. So many things to tackle. You can try to tackle mass incarceration. You can try to tackle the educational system. You can try to tackle the school to prison pipeline, which goes with mass incarceration. But you know, it's just choosing inside of those. You know, you can decide to tackle black women. And what does that look like? Black mothers. How women are three, black women are 3.3 more times likely to die from a pregnancy, to have a pregnancy-related death than white women. Why are those numbers so high? So you can tackle the medical field. You can go and tackle legislation and say, this legislation, who is it for? Who is it benefiting? It's not benefiting me. It's not benefiting my people. It's not benefiting my community. So who's it benefiting? And if it's benefiting the 1%, that means it's not benefiting the 99%. And those are the people that we should be focusing on. The people who aren't able to go on their private jet during the summer and go summering, you know? We have to fight for the people who are still homeless, the people who are still on welfare, the people who are not given the same opportunities as others. Those are the people that I'm focusing on. Those are the people that I fight for. Because if I don't fight for them, who will? If we don't fight for each other, who will? And so you have to choose what's gonna be your battle. What are you gonna tackle? What are you gonna work towards? Because it's a lot that you can tackle. So you have to figure out what work is being done. Once again, educating yourself. What work is already being done? How I can contribute to that work? What is the work that I wanna do? And then you say, what does that work look like? For me recently, I decided that I wanted to help out with the Confederate monuments that were coming down around the entire nation. But what better way to tackle, help tackle this issue and take down these symbols of hate than to do it in my own hometown. And I had to think, what does that look like? Why am I doing this? What is the purpose? Who is this gonna help? Who is this gonna benefit? No, it won't stop mass incarceration. It won't stop black children being suspended at school at a higher rate than white kids. It won't stop the deaths of mothers who are neglected and not listened to by their doctors because the color of their skin, because they are black. It won't stop that. And I know that and I'm very aware of that, but those are all things that I'm very passionate about. But hopefully we'll, but taking down this monument hopefully will start a conversation. Will make people start to question and wonder, hmm, what did the Confederacy stand for? How can we better understand each other? How can we create a more 
welcoming environment for all people. Let me tell you, this monument was in front of the courthouse, the very place that I am supposed to receive justice. There is a Confederate monument that glorifies men that only wanted justice for people who looked like them, who only would allow people to, who look like them to get justice. And FYI, I'm, I don't look like those men who fought for the Confederacy. I don't look like the slave owners. I don't look like them. And so the very place that I am supposed to receive justice, you have a monument glorifying men who were for white supremacy, hatred, and traitors to the United States. That's what you have in front of the building that I'm supposed to walk into and get justice. I think not. And so it was really to create a conversation and to get a symbol taken down. Now, I want to tackle other things in my life. This was only one. A small victory, but a victory nonetheless. So, when you ask yourself, what do you want to do? You have to start with educating. And then once you educate yourself, you have to see what you want to tackle because you can't tackle it all at once and you can't tackle it alone. You got to have a team or, you know, some people, you know, you can lean on. And then after you tackle this thing, you have to ask yourself what's next and what else you can do. And as I talk about all of this, I know that there's a lot that goes into it. And for people who want to be allies, I want you to be doing the same work. Except for allies, I want you to be cognizant and always keeping this at the forefront of your mind of making sure that you're educating yourself, but also that you are having conversations with people of color, that you're having conversations with black people, that you are making sure that you are always asking and questioning what you are doing. That if what you are doing is something that was asked, if it's if you're doing something that is helpful, um, and it's not for you to be at the forefront of the movement, but to be an ally and to be helpful, you know? And that's something that's very important is not trying to take over the movement, but seeing where the movement can use you, seeing what you can do. And when you ask, you do receive. So when you educate yourself and you put in the work beforehand, and then you decide you want to go to an organization and say, hey, I want to help. But don't just say, hey, I want to help. Say, hey, I want to help with this. Because if you're not passionate about it, like, I don't need you on a project. And see if they will allow you to help. See if you can be helpful. You know, um, there's many, many ways to be helpful. But educating yourself is where it starts. And... I know that I haven't put out an episode in a very long time, 
And it's not just because I've been busy, but because I have been processing how I've felt about everything that's been going on. To see Black men and women murdered has been very difficult. And it's been very heavy on my heart. But I must say, being a part of that change and doing something and knowing that I'm going to continue to be part of the solution has really kept me going. The motivation and that fire in my belly that I talked about earlier in the episode is what's getting me going. And I know that a lot of us are probably feeling that way. Like we have this energy and I just encourage you to put it to good use, but also make sure that you, that is not, that, that it doesn't burn out. So it's okay if your flame kind of dims because that happens. And when that happens, you have to make sure that you have a friend or, you know, somebody that can maybe give you some of their fire and like, you know, light you up a little bit more. And that happens and that's needed and that's understandable because when you are, when you're lit for a long time, sometimes you can dim out and you can get tired and you just need people to be there. So that's why it's important for you to know that you are not in this movement alone, that the work that we are doing is together, that the work that we are doing is for our little brothers and our little sisters and our cousins. And for some of you all, like your children, like it's, it's, okay to like get tired but we just have to remember why we're doing this and in some cases in some in some way we're also doing it for ourselves we're doing it for ourselves and that's very valid also you know to say like i am doing this for myself so that in the future if i ever get stopped by a cop i'm not afraid to lose my life you know, or if I am to ever be in a delivery room, I'm not worrying if my doctor is hearing me, if my doctor is putting my needs before their biases, you know? So I'm also doing it for myself, not only my future self, but also that 12-year-old little girl whose life was just shaken up by the death of Trayvon Martin, by the murder of Trayvon Martin. I'm doing it for her too. And my 13 and 14 and 15 year old self that saw Sandra Bland and Tamir Rice and Philando Castile and so many other names in my face as a child where my reality was just shaken up. And so I created this episode and I'm really honored here just to say that I feel you all, I feel you. And I know that there is a lot of work to be done and I want you to know that you are not alone, but it starts with education and then it starts with choosing what you want to tackle. And I know that can be difficult within itself too, because you're like, this is just so much. But choosing and committing to how you want to help and how you want to serve and how you want to be part of the movement and how you want to create change. And that's where it starts with education. And then you can start moving forward. But I really want to, you know, create a space 
where we know that we're in this together and where we can uplift each other and know that we are not alone in this movement. And also to know if you ever need to take a step back, that is more than valid. We are seeing trauma on our TV screens right now. Not only our TV screens, but also social media. Like if we're really being honest, Twitter used to be a space where I used to get on and know that I was gonna go for a laugh. And now I'll get on Twitter and I'm met with some very serious and heavy things. And so I have had to check myself and say, you have to detach. You have to step back. You have to give yourself a minute because if you don't, you are going to get tired. If you don't, you're not gonna be able to cope. If you don't, this could damage your mental security, your mental health, even your spirit. You You gotta make sure all those things are aligned. And if you need to take a step back, please, please do not be ashamed to. Do not feel that you have to be on go and activism mode 24 seven because joy is an act of resistance. And I know that it may be hard to find joy during these times, especially on top of us being in, being in a pandemic. COVID-19 really is real has been hitting home for a lot of us, for me also. And so I say this to say that you can disconnect and you can take a step back and know that you are not gonna be judged for it. I'm not gonna judge you for it. Anyone that judges you for it, like push them to the side, don't even pay them any attention. Do not be ashamed to take a step back. And so I just I just had to get that little piece out there. You know, there's so much going on in the world. But I just want all of you to know that you're not alone, that I love, love, love each and every one of you. I really do appreciate everyone that has been on, you know, been out there protesting, everyone that has been calling your representatives, everyone that went out to vote. I know some states also still have to um, finish up and do primaries, but to everyone out there, you know, doing their little part, I appreciate you. I thank you. And just know that I'm sending you a lot of love and a lot of just positive energy your way, especially during this time. And so, um, yeah, just remember to disconnect, remember to self-care, remember to love yourself. And if you are forgetting about how to self-care, please look at one of my past episodes. I think it's called Love Yourself. It's around, it's around that area. Um, but definitely look up one of my past episodes about self-care and your love language and what self-care might look like for you. But I love you guys. And you know, you can always follow me on social media. Please do that. So if you want to follow Bossy Girl to Find, you can follow Bossy Girl to Find on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Bossy Girl to Find, B-O-S-S-Y-G-I-R-L-D-E-F-I-N-E-D. Yes, at Bossy Girl to Find. And then you can also follow my personal account just to look at me being a college student or a sister or any of those great things. A friend, you know, I'm also that. 
But any of those great things, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Imani Adia, I-M-A-N-I-A-D-I-A. It's been great being able to share my truth with all of you. And to all my girls, my ladies, as always, stay bossy.